Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Lupus Ontario podcast. I'm Brent Leonard, and today we have not one, but two extra special guests. Sandra Williams-Reed is the chairwoman of the Lupus Ontario Support and Education Committee and has been involved with Lupus Ontario in a variety of roles for more than 30 years. Laura Piccione has also had a close relationship with Lupus Ontario for nearly a decade and is a facilitator for the Durham Region Support Group in Ontario. Both Sandra and Laura have extensive experience with the Walk for Lupus, having raised hundreds of thousands of dollars through their efforts. Sandra and Laura, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Hello. So Sandra, let's start with you. And then Laura, I'll pose the same question to you as well. To get us going, can you tell us a little bit about how you came to be involved with Lupus Ontario and the Walk for Lupus? I got involved with Lupus Ontario when I was diagnosed with lupus um, in 1987. I was diagnosed at the Lupus Clinic at the Wellesley Hospital. And at the time I was not familiar with the disease or anyone I knew was familiar with the disease. The doctors from the Lupus Clinic recommended I attend a support group that was being put on by Lupus Ontario at the Wellesley Hospital. So that is how I originally got involved with Lupus Ontario. Lupus Ontario was crucial to my learning about the disease and being able to uh, get the information I needed because at the time there was not a lot of information available, of course. And um, the support group also was able to work with me to get a better understanding of the disease and how to cope with the disease. After um, many years of going to the clinic, I moved to the Durham region and that's how I originally got involved with the walk. The walk was being hosted at the time by Shannon Crawford, a real uh, war lupus warrior and a veteran with Lupus Ontario as well. I originally got involved with the walk when she started it at the Oshawa Center. At the time, there was maybe about five or six of us at the original walk. We walked within the mall, around the mall for maybe three or four times. And then we had uh, stopped at Tim Hortons for Timbits. And that's how uh, my involvement with the walk started. And um, they have since played a very crucial role. Of course, when we used to have it, our in-person walk, we could have coffee and be ready to go. We'll turn it over actually to Laura. Laura, if you wouldn't mind maybe giving us the same kind of summary. So how you first got involved with Lupus Ontario and then whether it was through the walk or how you eventually ended up with the walk as well. Okay. So actually, my first walk was the one at Lake Ridge Park in Oshawa, and I just happened to see in the paper an article about one of the participants, and so I didn't even know there was a walk in Durham, and I've been living in Durham since 2002. I just happened to come across that and went to the walk with my family. It was a great event, and at that event, I met the organizer, Shannon Crawford, who Sandra also mentioned, and just got to chatting with her and told her what a fantastic event it was. It was not just a walk, there was a barbecue, there was a silent auction, there was a fun fair for kids. So it was kind of an all around event with a whole bunch of components. And while I was chatting with her, I said, I'd really like to become involved with this because at the walk, you're not just participating in a fundraising event, but you're meeting other people with lupus that you have something in common with. And it was just such a great event that I decided I wanted to jump right in and become involved. And that's pretty much how it all started. 
Excellent. So you actually have some common ground there, which is kind of fascinating between the both of you as well. Yes. Absolutely. So one question I did have, and we're kind of in this unique time, uh, obviously for a while now with COVID and the pandemic. And we now have these two moments in time where there were pre-pandemic and now you're in the pandemic. And so I know the walk is virtual this year for a second year in a row. Perhaps Sandra, if we could go back to you, would you be able to kind of give us an idea of what the walk was like for you when it was that in-person feel and how that maybe changed with the pandemic? Obviously there was a virtual walk and in some respects that can take a lot away from the event, but if you could maybe shed some light on on both things. And then Laura, maybe same question to you to give us that dynamic and, and understand that, you know, virtual walk can still be a success and, and be an event that people can be proud of. Okay, so when we had in-person walks, Durham had an amazing group. We had great volunteers. We had great supporters, um, donors who we could reach out to. There was a, an intense togetherness. Like Laura said, it wasn't just a, a fundraiser. It became a family gathering. So families would, uh, co would come out in groups and they would walk together. And then we had a number of activities available. We always had meals and then we had silent auctions. We had 50-50 draws. We had a kid's area where they could get, uh, you know, their face makeup and there was games and prizes and it was just incredible. And again, like I said, we had incredible support from the, the community at large and it became one of the most successful walks in Ontario. At, uh, at the point where we had to move and get bigger areas because we kept growing. On our last um, area, we were at the uh, Rotary Park in Ajax, right at the lake, fabulous location. And it's a great location as well for exposure because we not just have the people who come for the walk, but we have people who are there with their families who are there for the activities at Rotary Park. So it's a different, environment differently from the virtual walk. 2020, we saw COVID and it did change the dynamics of how we had to do the walk, but Lupus Ontario rose to the occasion. We surpassed our goals that we set for ourselves last year in, in the sense of fundraising, but we did miss the in-person, the interaction, the social part of the walk. Prior to the walk, the Durham group as a, as a group that we always you know come together as a family we did do a zoom call just to sort of get um, everyone to feel that sense of togetherness and that we were actually doing the walk but doing it virtually definitely uh, took away from the camaraderie aspect of it but like I said we we were very effective in still meeting some of our goals for fundraising and I think um, some people did have fun doing all the different activities you could canoe you could do yoga you could walk around the block with your families at that time you know um, there was still some sense of uh, social isolation but you know people did get out it was a beautiful day we had last year and I know people did get out post pictures of different things they were doing with their families and friends even though they were not able to come out together as a large group and Laura how about yourself no, I, I completely agree with Sandra. I, I do miss the in-person aspect of the walk. Like she said, it was it was an event and we've had, you know, we had the mayors out and counselors out and, and every year we had a speaker who kind of told about their lupus journey. 
So definitely miss that aspect of it and all the volunteers from Ajax High School and all the kids that come and enjoy themselves and the face painting. Definitely miss all of that stuff. For me, doing the virtual walk changed it a little bit in the, in the sense that Team Peaches and Thorns, have to give a shout out to Team Peaches and Thorns, which is my family on both sides, my husband's side and my side. And so we did our walk together for the first time. Now, normally my husband, Rob and I are too busy at the walk to actually do the walk. So for the virtual walk, it was the first time in a long time that I actually got to do the, go and do the walk with my family. And we just chose park in Ajax and uh, had a great time. We just got lucky with a nice sunny day and it went really well. So we made the best of it basically. And that's, I think what uh, 2020, 2021 has been about is making the best of it. <laughs> For sure. That's, that's a very good point. I think you're absolutely right. It's nice that even with the virtual walk, you could get out. Maybe it was just with your family or at the time people we had to bubble with. Going back to maybe uh, when the event was live and hopefully next year that'll be the case. If somebody's listening to this now and they're kind of on the fence about wanting to do the walk, they're perhaps wanting to fundraise as well. If somebody's in that kind of state of mind, uh, it's certainly an event where they can bring friends with them as well. Is that right? They can bring family, they can bring coworkers, any friend they want. It doesn't have to be somebody who's already affiliated with Lupus. It's, it can be a community event to any degree. Is that right? Yes. Absolutely. The more the merrier. We even people have people bring their furry friends in addition to their family and friends. Yeah. <laughs> so it's an all-encompassing, all-inclusive event. Family-friendly. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so with the walk in mind, and really any kind of physical activity for people with lupus, do you have any tips or kind of tricks that you might use in order to prepare yourself for the walk? Or if you're in the midst of a flare, how you would go about maybe making sure that you can still be physically active if you're actually able to be? Any kind of tips for listeners on that aspect of things? Well, you know, with lupus, um, that is the unfortunate thing. We do go through the, the flares and remission. And with the walk, you, 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 you know, you never know what's going to happen in the morning of the walk. So I think one thing to do, prepare yourself as well, because when uh, it is in person, it is an outdoor event. A lot of people are sensitive to the sun. So we always have to remind people to come prepare, you know, make sure they're covering up, they're protecting themselves. And again, the way we had our walk, because we had it at a set location, so people who weren't even physically able to walk, they were still able to come out and, um, you know, just stay with within what they were comfortable doing and enjoy the atmosphere of the walk. Again, the guest speakers, all the different events we had planned. So we were fortunate in that way that we had an incredible walk and the way we have it set up. But for those who maybe wake up and are not able to do the walk, you know, the fundraising is a great part of the walk as well. It's not just the actual walk. So we do encourage our members, even if you're not able to walk, is to get involved in that way. You know, start a team. Shout out to Read About Lupus. <laughs> but start your own team, fundraise uh, among your family and friends, your coworkers. It's amazing when you talk to people and they realize what you're doing, how accommodating they will be to support you and support the cause that you are working for. So I think no matter what your physical condition is, you can certainly be involved with the walk. And we encourage 
everyone to get involved with the walk and don't let don't feel like you know you're limited by your circumstances because there is again like i said even simple just fundraising from your home is 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 contributing to the cost which you know the funds do go for research and helping support those of us living with lupus laura sandra basically said it all but just to maybe add to that a person that can come to the walk and they can come with a cane they can come with a walker they can come with a wheelchair they can come and sit in the pavilion so that they're out of the sun if need be so if they are having a flare you know they're exertion doesn't have to necessarily be there and the other thing i would say is they could also do some kind of virtual activity that's more gentle and conducive to what state they're in at the time because like sandra mentioned you know we have those ups and downs with lupus where you know we're feeling terrible and we can't even get out of bed and then another day we're back to being superwoman again type of thing so I think just keeping options open and choosing the best one for that person at that time is the way to go. That's a really good way to put it, actually. I really like that. The other thing I, I think is interesting, too, is it seems like you can have kind of two aspects come out of the walk. Well, more than that, but two kind of struck me, and that is you can have the support network aspect of it so that even if you are in the midst of a flare, Hopefully not, but if you are, you have that broader network that the walk really helps support and bring together, but you also have kind of this competitive aspect of it where oh. I, I think I've been hearing a couple of team names come out uh, <laughs> with each other for the fundraising and so on. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So I, I guess it is completely what you make of it. And if you're a competitive person, then by all means dive in on the competition aspect of it. Exactly. I think there's a prize this year for for some for the top fundraiser. So, you know, yeah. I missed it by a little bit last year. So I'm going for it this year. That's the spirit. <laughs> so before I kind of toss out our last question for this uh, episode. I just want to kind of open the floor to both of you, Sandra, we can start with you perhaps. And it's just, if there's anything else that you feel that is important to get out there about the walk, even about Lupus Ontario in general, feel free to take a few moments here and get that out if you'd like. As the uh, support and education chair, I'll speak on that for a moment. I just want to remind you that Lupus Ontario is here for the Lupus community. We have a number of activities that goes on throughout the year. We have support group meetings um, from young adults, different age group that are involved. On a monthly basis, we have those um, support meetings. So for those of you who are, you know, maybe feeling alone or don't have the support you would like to have, that is what the purpose of the lupus support groups are, is for helping those of us living with lupus and be able to talk to others in a safe environment, along with people who understand you. You can visit the Lupus Ontario website to find additional information and upcoming events um, that we do have. We do have webinars as well. And all those are always posted online as well. So even if you miss the event, you can further participate at a later date. I just wanna give Lupus Ontario a shout out because they have made a difference in my life. And I think they can also make a difference in your life as well. Again, the walk is just a small component of what we do. There's so many other ways you can get involved. We are always looking for volunteers like myself and Laura who do um, not just the walk, um, but facilitate meetings 
as well as we're always there to support the lupus community at large. So please, if you are a person living with lupus or a family member of someone living with lupus, please reach out to us at Lupus Ontario and we will be there for you. And Lauren? Once again, Sandra said it all, but uh, I'm gonna try and add a few things in there. I was just gonna say that just for, for me, the fundraising part is empowering and, and um, contributing to Lupus Ontario and to all the research and education because it's a growing organization. And there's a great new board now that's doing a lot of great things. And um, we just, I just really want as many people in the lupus community to support that, to be a part of that, to benefit from it. And like I said, meeting other people with lupus has been really beneficial for me personally. And I know most people find that having people with lupus in their lives that they can talk to about things that they can't talk to their regular family or, or friends about because they just don't get it, right? They just don't understand exactly. Nobody can really understand until they're in somebody else's shoes what they're going through. So that's, I guess that's the key component to meeting other people with lupus and, and sharing that. That's an excellent point. And I think actually that's a really good way for us to end it. And so I have one final question perhaps, and it segues really nicely off of what you've just said. And uh, Sandra, we'll go to you first. If someone is newly diagnosed with lupus and they happen to be listening to this, what is the one piece of advice that perhaps was given to you or that you've learned through your own journey that you would give to them to help them through theirs? Well, lupus is a difficult journey and I'm not going to let it appear that it's not, it is a difficult journey. But one of the things I remember someone told me was lupus is not a death sentence and we, we have to remember that. Things have improved so much with lupus. People are living better lives. Again, um, thanks to support like organizations like Lupus Ontario. But, you know, you can live a, a, a good life. You will have challenges. There will be days that you are going to question, you know, different situations in your life. But as someone living with lupus and have gone through, I was diagnosed at a very young age. So I've actually gone through different phases of living with lupus. Um, you know, from a single person to a married person to a person having children. And a lot of the obstacles that you do hear about doesn't have to be obstacles. We just have to realize that we do have a disease. We are going to have issues, but we can live a long, productive life and be someone who will continue to be contributing to society. Lupus is a disease, but it doesn't make us who we are. Exactly right. Exactly right. And Laura, do you have any kind of words of wisdom for someone who perhaps is newly diagnosed or even somebody who's been on their journey for a while? What's one piece of information that you've discovered or perhaps was told to you that you found helpful and you might want to pass along to somebody else? Yeah, well, the first thing I would say is that those people are not alone and they don't need to suffer alone in silence. We have many, many options for them, including our support groups calling the office to become a member and getting support that way through Sandra. And basically, I think attitude is really important when it comes to facing any obstacle in life. So I would say having a positive attitude, that, that doesn't mean you can't take time to be sad or mad or grieve. 
over because there's a lot of loss involved with lupus for most of us, not all, but um, I would just say always, you know, trying to stay positive, get back up on your horse and, and keep on going. Well, I think we've covered quite a range of things. I think we've covered even a range of emotions from happy and excited about the walk and even your involvement with Lupus Ontario to perhaps a little bit more melancholy with dealing with the fact of having a diagnosis of lupus. So I really appreciate your time today and your insights and your experience and your willingness to share all of that. So thank you very much for your time. I look forward to doing a follow-up after the walk to see how it went and see who won what with the competition. <laughs> That will be Laura. Um, but thank you, Brent. Um, I'd like to say thank you for um, helping to launch this podcast. I think it is going to be make a huge difference for those of us living with lupus as far as bringing in uh, information uh, to the lupus community. So thank you for taking your time uh, to do this um, this afternoon. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you both again.